You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Hey friends, John Bush here with the Live Free Now show. And the podcast that we're bringing you today is a recording of a speech that I gave with Derek Bros and Ramiro Romani at Derek Bros's activation tour stop in Dallas, Texas. We had just done one the night before in Austin, and I went up with him there in Dallas. He is going on a tour across the United States. Many, many more stops to come. Check it out at activationtour.org, activationtour.org if you want to take part. His lovely partner, Miriam, does a meditation. There's speakers from the local area. Derek gives a really powerful speech. It's all about getting activated, motivating people, inspiring and empowering people to, to build a better world. Well, I, I gave a speech at this particular event all about uh, the Live Free Academy empowerment philosophy, how we can adopt the right mindset, come up with a solid strategy, take massive action, and work with our community and our fellow human beings to find freedom in our lives. I really think I'm honing in on a solid message of, of truth and empowerment, and I hope that you'll give it a listen, and more importantly, I hope that you will apply this message in your life so you can find personal and community freedom in your area. All right, I hope you enjoy. John Bush out. All right, so man, what a beautiful crowd. Wow. There's always this connection between how free people are and how beautiful they are. So I see a lot of beauty, a lot of freedom in this room. And I just want to take a second. So I've been at this game since 2002. So and I've traveled all around the country. And I've seen a lot of different communities and movements and networks. And I just want to applaud you guys because this is a really great crowd. And I can tell you all really organized. You got the signage sheets, map and dots over there. And then this flyer, this is more little gatherings and events than most communities do in like a year. So really freaking cool. You guys really have it going down. And I did count how many people are in the audience. It's around 80, maybe 80 plus. We'll just round it up to 100. Yeah. <laughs> we had 60 last night in Austin, and I was coming in here like, let's see if they have like a bit 60. <laughs> but it looks like you did, so wow, great, yeah, woo! All right. So, today I want to share what I like to call uh, the Live Free Academy empowerment philosophy, right? Live Free Academy is a new venture that I started, and the goal is to help people find freedom. And I kind of narrowed down a wide tome of information and knowledge and wisdom that I've gathered and that I've learned from other people into four key pillars that I believe will help us to find success in our lives, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in business, finance, or my personal favorite, finding freedom. All right? But before I share that with you guys, I uh, just want to give a little bit of encouragement uh you know things are really crazy right now like wow we thought they were crazy years ago and everyone was all divided and ugly with each other and families were split up and i didn't think it could get much worse than what it was with the last presidency things were bad 
and contentious. Before that, it was contentious with the left-right thing. Then it just got, it's like left-right on acid. It's nuts. <laughs> and then COVID came along and everything's really accelerated. It's accelerated for the worse, but it's also accelerated positively. And as I share later, our mindset and what we choose to focus on really has a lot to do with our reality and our life and our, our energy. Um, but I'll just take a sec to focus on the division and encourage people not to play into it because it's definitely part of the program. It's part of the conspiracy. It's part of the ploy. It's part of the plot against us. And far too often, even people that believe they're awake, right? First of all, if you're if you believe you're awake, you know, unless you're like sitting underneath the tree, like like a bodhisattva, or we all are just continuously growing, right? But there's a lot of folks that get all high and mighty, and oh, I'm not mind alone, I'm so no. Everyone else thinks they're all smart, all so Taliban, right? I just want everyone. I just want us to humble ourselves and to try to have compassion for one another, right? Because if anybody watches the mainstream news, I know you guys are too busy for all that, too busy building a free society. But if you ever just turn it on or switch on NPR occasionally. I hope that you can understand why people are freaking terrified right now and try to have compassion for them. A lot of people just, they just buy it all. They think Fauci is their Lord and Savior and it's understandable why they would be freaked out and why they would be angry with folks that don't wear a mask or folks that are hugging each other and having big hundred person events. So cafes with all the heat. You know, and there's all this confusion like, there's this term mask hole. Anybody heard that mask hole? I know some of y'all have used it. But it's like, I don't, am I a mask hole because I don't wear a mask when I go out? Or is the guy that's wearing the mask driving in the car by himself a mask hole? I don't know. Are we all mask holes? I don't know. And then this other term, COVIDiot. Yeah. <laughs> which one, which group are the COVIDiots? People that are freaked out, they haven't left their house about a year and a half. Yeah. Are the people that are all hugging one another and mixing up the germs, right? Yeah. Which is actually good for your immune system. Emasculated. Emasculated, that's right. So, I don't know. My COVID and my mask hole? I don't know. But all I do know is that we're all human beings at the end of the day. And we shouldn't let this virus or this exosomes or whatever the hell it is tear us apart. Even within our own community. I'm like, I got sick. I think it was COVID. The symptoms were like COVID. My girlfriend lost her sense of taste and smell. It's really bad. They're like, oh, it's not John Bush would know there's no such thing as the virus, it's freaking idiots. Like, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. And people that purport to know, then they're the ones that know the least at the end of the day. Um, so let's not let it divide us. Uh, my uncle, he was known as the crazy uncle. And he wasn't that crazy because most of what he said was, was right. He was, he was pretty extreme. He was an extremist. And... He believed that the virus was a total hoax, and he got sick, and I think that his worldview would have collapsed if he would have accepted that he had COVID or, or whatever, and so he didn't go to the hospital when he got really sick. He didn't go to the hospital until he left in an ambulance, and uh, he died a few days later in the hospital. Of COVID, with COVID, pneumonia, I don't know, it doesn't matter. He freaking died because he didn't want to go to the doctor or didn't want to get it checked out. And the real sad part is uh, we had grown distant, uh, even though it's my favorite uncle. 
<laughs> my only uncle that came to family functions and stuff. The other uncles are even more crazy, but not in a cool way. Um, so we had kind of grown distance because him and my dad got in a big shouting match over masks. And so I really want to drive home. There's nothing more important than family. And we have differences, and I know that we all are maybe seen as the black sheep, or the black and yellow sheep, I should say. Or it's kooky, and again, we get all high and mighty, and they're normies. I really don't like that term, normies, right? Because we were all normies at one point, right? Unless you were born, and right when you get out of the womb, you're like, 9 11 was an Google Building 7! We were all normies at one point, so let's not let this stuff get in between us and our relationships with other people because nothing's more important than that love and that connection and the more that we radiate that outwards even if it's hard and a challenge right let it be some spiritual practice for you to show up supportive understanding compassionate for every single human being no matter what their political affiliation no matter what their beliefs of COVID because the more we do that the more we create that not only in our lives but in the world as well Okay, so, the empowerment philosophy. There's four parts to it, and I want you guys to remember these four parts and think about them and put them into action whenever it comes to achieving a goal or fulfilling your life's purpose. And I want to remind everyone, nobody in this room is living up to their full potential. We all have so much that we can do and we can create. And even though I'm super inspired and empowered just being in this audience and seeing how everything's all organized and you got the freaking cameras and stuff. Like in Austin, it was me and my buddy scrambling last minute. No, the internet's not good. We walk in here and it's like the Tonight Show or something. <laughs> wow. But we can all do more. And as beautiful, free, Powerful human beings, right? Three things, right? Um, there's no reason why we should be living in such a slavish, tyrannical technocracy. We deserve better as human beings, and so I want that for us, and I want us to all recognize our true power, step into that power, and build back better. <laughs> so, the four components. It all starts with mindset or what I like to call having a sovereign mindset, right? The word sovereign is a very powerful word. A lot of people recognize it in the political context where a government claims to be sovereign over a given territory, and they're the highest authority. That's what it means, being the highest authority, right? And so I wanna encourage us to have sovereignty over our minds because we all have that little soundtrack in our minds, that inner voice, that monologue or dialogue, or maybe it's like three or four people, all these different personalities going in there. <laughs> Although I read an article that not everyone has an inner voice. Is there anyone that just has nothing going on there, is constantly meditating, like Miriam over there? Because <laughs> I read that, and it was like 30% of people, or 40%, it's like, really? What? Right? It's gotta be pretty chill life. What do you do, I just talk? I don't know, what, I don't know how that works. But I, I have a, a voice in my head, and several years ago, I learned that I could control that voice and I could leverage it in order to lift myself up instead of tear myself down. Because I don't know if you were like me or if you're like me sometimes, but sometimes that voice is like our biggest enemy and it like breeds insecurity and it tears us down and it 
stops us from doing big things because we're afraid, right? And more often than not, that voice has been programmed by external sources, whether it's society, culture, the media, whether it's your parents, they often have a big role in programming. And so for the parents out there, or future parents, let us not program our kids, or at least let's, let's program them to be great and to love themselves and to be unique and individuals and not just pass off some idea. Like my daughter once was like, Dad, I kind of want to be a cop like my mom's friend. Like, no, you do not anything but that. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Totally support you. And that meme where it's like a, the little ape face or the monkey face. It's like, so, uh, yeah, we can take control of that voice in our head. And a great tool to help us to do that is mindfulness. Because more often than not, most human beings are simply carrying out that program without any sovereignty over their life. They're just automatons, just going along for the ride. And we all have that in our lives to some varying degree. So I wanna encourage folks to practice mindfulness, be conscious of your breath, sit and meditate, because meditation's like swinging the bat with the weight on it, because it's always easy to like be sitting down and be like, ah, oh, I'm in control of my life. I'm a peaceful parent. I know how to pause and take a deep breath. Whenever I get triggered or angry, right? When we're meditating, it's freaking easy, right? Or reading the book, oh yes, Thich Nhat Hanh, this is awesome, really good nuggets here. I can do this, yeah. But then in a moment, when you're like in an argument with your significant other, or the kids are like going nuts, and you're all stressed out, because you're overwhelmed with work, worried about this, that, or the other, it's really challenging to, to be mindful and present and take a little pause. But that's where mindfulness practice comes in. It's practice for the big game of life. Right, so we can show up, so we can recognize and interrupt that programming when we're giving ourselves doubt, when we're letting fear, which I like to refer to as false events appearing real, when we're letting fear guide us. Okay, now emotions have a place. I see them as signals that give us information on the world around us. Right, so fear often leads us to believe that perhaps there's danger. Right. You know, someone that's in a leadership role in the Freedom Cell Network, a lot of stuff always trickles up to me. I don't like it trickles horizontally towards me because we, or, we organize horizontally. And people express their frustrations, which I appreciate. And, uh, you know, more recently someone was like, you know, I'm, I'm, there's people in, in this area that are having a really hard time turning people out because they're afraid to go out and meet up in person. Obviously, that's not a problem here, which is great. And so, obviously, people feel afraid. Uh, they feel afraid of, you know, the man, the infiltrators. Also, people reach out to me, they're like, have you seen what this person is saying? You need to search all their chats and see their history. And I'm like, are they calling for violence? No, they're not. Okay, go build something. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. People are weird in this community, come on. They're gonna say weird stuff, that's okay. So, uh, the fear thing. We, when we're mindful and conscious, we can choose how these emotions, how we relate to these emotions. And we can be the master of the emotions rather than the slave of the emotions. So we can flip the script. When we feel afraid that the, the man's gonna come get us or shut us down or whatever, we can flip that around and instead say, wow, I'm worried about 
because that's a big deal. Like you're afraid that the man's going to come get you, so you can't even go meet up in person. Like, is that really the world that you want to live in? Why don't we take that, leverage it, and let it fuel our fire to go make a better world and to build alternative institutions and to do the work that we're all doing in this room, right? Yeah. You know, funny story. Uh, I need to be speaking of mindful. I need to be mindful of my time over here because I'm just kind of rambling. That's all right. Uh, I was uh, at Pork Fest up in New Hampshire, the Free State Project. Great, awesome thing. I always recommend it to folks, but you guys don't need to move anywhere because you got it going on here. And there was this older gentleman, he approached me, and he was like, hey, I, I wanted to introduce myself before someone else said something about me that I'm here to you. I was like, what? You have my interest. And so he's like, I'm a former Austin Police Department detective, and I was tasked with investigating you and Antonio Peeler. It was my job to follow your social media posts. Which I always wondered, like, oh, if they're watching us, maybe they'll learn something. <laughs> That's great. We can recruit them. And sure enough, he informed me that because of watching our social media and learning from us, he realized he was a libertarian and he moved to New Hampshire to become a part of the Free State Project. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone's like all afraid, like, oh my god, they're watching us, they're gonna know what we're doing. And it's like, great, let them know, come on, let's do it. Although, use Linux and don't forget to encrypt your communications. <laughs> so, mindfulness, mindset, absolutely critical. And in the context of building a free society, because with the Freedom Cell Network, I want to remind people that's our end goal. We're building a free society. We're doing God's work. We're building a better world inside of the crippling infrastructure of the existing world. And I've always believed that. And coming here today, seeing all these people doing that work as well, really makes it, just drives it home, right? It used to be this thing, I'd be like, well, I think if I'm, law of attraction, right? So if I just say it, it'll happen, so I'm gonna say it no matter what. But now here we are, fast forward several years, and it's like, wow, this shit's really taking off. There's like 25,000 people all doing really cool stuff, even in really scary places like Australia, or New York City. Man, it's bad. So I wanna hammer home the importance of belief Believing in yourself, believing in one another, and believing that we can achieve big things. Because the world is getting scarier and scarier, but at the same time, on the flip side, that's creating more opportunity for us to help pull people out of their slumber and empower them and activate them, right? Like the activation tree. You guys made a freaking banner? How cool is that? Yeah. Wow. Damn, we didn't have a banner in Central Texas. God, you guys got a problem. So let us believe in ourselves because when we believe in ourselves, we can do great things. And there's no reason why we shouldn't, like I said, be achieving total freedom for ourselves right now, but also laying the groundwork and the foundation for future generations and taking it even further as old bros likes to drive it home. Seven generations. When you think on that scale, seven generations, that's big picture stuff. It really increases the magnitude of the work that we're doing right now. All right, so mindset, it all starts with a sovereign mindset, with tuning your mind to creating great things, right? I'm a big fan of the law of attraction. What we focus on becomes our reality. There's a lot of folks that all they're doing is banging on the keyboard, checking out naturalnews.com. Tends to have a lot of sensationalist, scary, scary headlines. I even had a friend that was like, I really wish I wouldn't have read that Mike, read that Mike Adams Health Ranger article when he said to sell our Bitcoin back when it was $10,000. Uh, it was just so scary, it was a government op. 
But for real, if, if your whole focus is on the problem and you're just spending all sorts of time researching the New World Order and you're stuck behind your computer and you're not out building, coming to events like this, getting your hands dirty, taking your feet off in the garden, then your reality is going to be a pretty scary reality. But I personally choose to focus on the freedom and the beauty and the wonder that we find in this world because it's all around us. And even though we're growing into the government trying to take more power and control, when you really think about it, a large majority, a significant majority, probably like 95% of your day, we're in control of our lives, making decisions on our own. We're sovereign. Let's focus on that, not focus on the little itty-bitty slither like the damn 1040. Ah, I hate text time. I'm an inside-outside game kind of guy, though, a little... That's my thing. All right, so mindset. But when it comes to the law of attraction, you know, a lot of folks just stop there and they're like, well, I'll just think about freedom all day and manifesting money and sitting on the couch. It's like, oh, yeah, I got a million dollars in the bank. Yeah, I got a private jet. Yes. Where the hell is it? So you can't stop with the mindset. You got to take it a step further and come up with the right strategy. You gotta ask yourself the question, how do I get from here to there? Whether it's the pursuit of freedom, which I'm gonna share about, or maybe it's having a better relationship with your significant other, or your child. Me and my son had a little strained relationship. Like, my ex-wife and I raised our kids to be like total freedom kids, and then they got older and were like, holy shit, it's really hard to parent. Wow, that's a struggle. Still better than authoritarianism. So, me and my son had some struggles, and I developed a strategy. It's like, man, I'm going to spend less time on my phone. I'm going to lean back into that mindfulness. I'm going to take a deep breath when he pours water on my head. And instead of yelling at him and making things worse, I'm going to sit down and practice some nonviolent communication. Right? That's a specific time my son poured water on my head when we were in like a shouting match. And then I flipped out and yelled at him. And he like broke down crying, stormed out and cried to the other parent that was there. And I was like, holy shit. And then like a week later, did it again, but this time I was like, oh, I'm a peaceful man. And I literally got down and, and, and did nonviolent communication. When you throw water on my head, I feel frustrated. <laughs> but we talked about it and he apologized. It was a beautiful thing. So I had to have a strategy though. Yeah. Woo. It's hard. Man, parenting is one of the hardest things I've ever done. So, I'm still doing it. And like my mom, my relationship with my mom, she's still parenting me half the time. So, my mom always gives me tips. Now, Mijo, you put your, your, she's Latino, Latina. You put the trash bags at the bottom of the trash can. So then when you take the trash out, you can. Susie's tips. I love her to death though. She's great. So you got to come up with a strategy. How do we get from here to there? And in the context of building a free society, my personally favorite strategy is exit and build strategy. Exit and build. I was doing a members only session for my Liberty Academy business on exit and build financial strategy and I was doing some research from a presentation and I was like, I, I think I heard that the first time with Derek Rose. All right, let me go find out where he heard it from, research exit and build strategy. And it's like a bunch of blogs from Derek and the Greater Reset and some podcasts I did. He came up with the thing. Way to go, Derek. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Exit and build strategy. It's really something that we can wrap our heads around and something that we can employ. So what is it all about? It's all about exiting from centralized, coercive, useless institutions and building better ways to live. There's a wide variety of how we can do it. 
Often people, when I say exit two, the end goal is total exit. We're not participating in any way with any coercion, with no taxes, no property tax, no, the property tax is a challenge. The 1040 is easier than the property tax at the end of the day. But we're just exiting all together and we're building something better. But there's a lot of folks that that's a challenge for, the total exit, mm -hmm. which is why I put my little spin on it. We exit and build, or we build so that we may exit, right? And oftentimes we can do both at the same time, right? We'll, we'll wait until there's maybe 100,000 people in the Freedom Cell Network, maybe 250, then we'll declare our independence and collectively we can stop paying our taxes. Might be a little better than the city government. What are we gonna do? We'll probably do something, but <laughs> we'll just like sing Kumbaya, bring the good doctor out with the sound bowl. We'll be, <laughs> what are they going to do? They're going to be like, dang, we can't mess with these hippies. <laughs> right. So exit and build, build and exit. There's a variety of different areas we may exit and build. We heard about one from the lovely Ramiro Romani. Exit and build from big tech, from Google, from these centralized institutions that are sharing our data and tracking and tracing us. That's an easy one, a low risk one, by the way. The whole tax and stuff, that's pretty risky, but there's low risk things we could do right now. We can exit from the pharmaceutical industrial complex. We heard about that from a good doctor. Great presentation. That's an easy thing that we can do. Sometimes it's a challenge if you find yourself dependent on pharmaceuticals, so I don't want to make it seem like it's easy, but there are steps and paths that we can go down. Another thing is, uh, you know, Malcolm X once said, only a fool would let his enemy teach his children. So for folks that have kids in government school, you can pull them out. Pull them like Building 7. Yeah. That's a classic. Too soon. Too soon. It's been 20 years. Half the population doesn't even know what the hell that was. Building 7, what? I know these guys, there's an old school 9-11 career with them. Passing out DVDs still. Man! 90,000 DVDs in their career. Way to go. That's pretty cool. Since 05. Keeping it real. Yeah. So, 9-11, I've been doing 9-11 Truth since 2002, and I gotta tell you, it was tricky back then when everyone had their patriotic, Whoa, gotta go get them, right? And it was like, whoo, that was a toughie. Now, like, a lot of people know what's going down. But what are we gonna do about it? Exit and build. So, government schools, right? Like, I know it's a challenge, especially if both parents are working, or maybe even more difficult if there's a single parent situation, but back to the belief. Believe that you can do it. Believe that you can make it happen. Believe that you can pull the kids out and lean into community in order to help. Homeschool cooperatives, private schools, can't afford private school, believe that you can bring the money in, in order to live a life of your dreams that's in alignment with your values, and you can. I promise, I swear to God, you can. All right, so what else we got? You know, a great simple tool is to pull out your checkbook, and if it says Chase Manhattan Bank at the top, yeah. or Wells Fargo, or Bank of America, or money laundering HSBC, <laughs> simple, simple, low risk, very easy, switch to a credit union. Or better yet, get yourself some cryptocurrency. <laughs> right? When it comes to finance, I just utilized decentralized finance. That is financial instruments like lending, loans, exchanges, insurance. I just utilized a DeFi loan by taking some Ethereum, I bought some Ethereum around $5,000 worth, it was like 2.4 Ethereum, back when it was $1,930. Now it's almost 4,000. What's even cooler is I got into the Ethereum crowd sale when Ethereum was 30 cents, 
and then sold it and it was like, yeah, we made $15,000. It would have been multi-millions. I've done that probably like 20 times over. <laughs> That's why I like to hold on for dear life now. You're like, you can pay me with Ethereum or Bitcoin. I'm like, no. I'm going to pay you with, with dollars. Yeah. like, but we need to use the crypto. And I was like, I've done that 2014 and 2015. But it was like $200. And I probably should have held on a little bit more. I didn't have a holding problem. I had an income problem. And now finally I'm at a financial position where I can hold on to the crypto. So... Let's all get rich together and hold yeah. on to it as much as you can. But you some too. RBCH, little Monero, little Pirate Chain, R, Matey, scrub the whole deck. But got some Pirate Chain folks in here? Yeah, Pirates. All right, so I did DeFi, right? We, we bought a house recently, 10 acres. You know, just quick back to the mindset. My girlfriend and I have been together for four years and we both had the same goal of purchasing a property, doing a homestead, ultimately building an intentional community. And when we got together, we never used the word if we buy this property. We used the word when we buy this property because we were absolutely certain that we were gonna make it happen, just as certain as I am that we are going to build the free society that our children deserve, that our children's children deserve. And we always said, when we get the property, it's gonna be great. Start visioning out in our head, painting a picture, right? And about three months ago, we closed on a 10-acre homestead in Bastrop County down here in Central Texas. And so we're doing some upgrades on the house, and we plan to do we plan to paint the house a little further down the road. But her family's coming in October. We're gonna have a big birthday party at the house, so that accelerated the plan. And she's like, "Let's go ahead and do it." In fact, she was like, "I talked to the painters. We're doing it next week." And I was like, "Oh man." Yeah, we probably should have made that decision together, but I, I love your passion. So, uh, so I just bought 5000 bucks worth of Ethereum, and I was like, damn, I don't want to pull more money. I like to keep my money in my business making babies, making more money. I don't want to pull 5000 bucks out of my business. I just bought this Ethereum. Maybe I'll do this decentralized finance. So I took the $5,000 worth of Ethereum, supplied it as collateral, and I used a smart contract, totally decentralized, no institutions, no corporations, no companies. And I gave myself a stable coin loan. A stable coin is a cryptocurrency that's pegged to the US dollar. So I took the stable coin loan, converted it to fiat, paid the painters. Ideally, I can find a painter that'll take crypto and it just stays in the crypto world. And then slowly but surely, I paid the loan back and got my Ethereum back. And when I got the Ethereum back, it had gone from 5,000 to 9,000. Now it's nearly $10,000. We can all take advantage of this wonderful world of cryptocurrency and decentralized finance, and we ought to, so we can exit the matrix and do great things, right? So that's another space that we can pull out of the man. Gotta pull out, that's my advice. Pull out, be safe. So, yeah, all right. Another way that we can exit and build, or build so that we may exit, is no longer participating in the state for at least reducing our dependence on the state as much as humanly possible. And my policy for that is never to interact with the state unless it's coerced. And then back in the day before I had kids, I was like, I'm waiting for them to pull the damn gun out before I comply, right? It's like no driver's license, no inspection, no insurance. And then they're like, if you get one more ticket this year, we're gonna suspend your driver's license for the next three or four years or something like that. I was like, oh, that's tough. But the last piece of the exit and build strategy, I think, is the Freedom Cell Network. 
which is super excited to see how far this has come and how far that it's grown. And all these big dreams that we've had in the past now seem totally practical and real. It's grown substantially all across the world, and I don't see why in the future we won't be able to exit the government as a means of organizing society and participate and build in something that's decentralized peer-to-peer, -peer, and I think that's a very beautiful thing. And thank you so much for being a part of it. All right, so we talked about mindset. We talked about having the right strategy. Put the pay, put the strategy on paper too. If you're like living in the city, you ought to get out of the city because that's where the smart technology and all the technocracy is being rolled out. And God, I don't know how y'all live with the traffic up here. That was nice. <laughs> Man, and everyone's like all aggressive too. It's like, damn, it's like LA. Man. <laughs> So, write your goals down. If you live in the city and you want to get out of the city, but you're like, we can't afford the down payment, then make a goal. Put a time on it too. Our goal is to move out of the city, to have the down payment ready, pull the trigger on some land in the next year, or whatever's practical for you guys. And if you're like, well, nobody, there's no bank in hell that's gonna give me a loan. Maybe we can pull our crypto together and give me a DeFi loan. Or then that's your goal. Get my credit together. Pay off the old debt, get a little card, get a little something going so you can build your credit so you can fulfill your goals. But you gotta write it down, put it on paper, write it down as often as possible, and write it down as though it's true. We live five minutes outside of town, or 30 minutes outside of town, or whatever, on a five or 10 acre homestead. Write it down as though it's true. And then it will become true if you believe in yourself, like I do. Okay, so we got the mindset. We got the strategy, but it can't stop there. Because up until now, we haven't really done much of anything except for thinking, which it comes first because it's the most important. We gotta get our mind right before we can bring about our goals. The next step is to take massive action. I'm talking crazy levels of action. Action you never even thought you were capable of, but because you're resonating with those goals, and because you're using them as your why and your purpose, and you're visioning this beautiful world with your children and ch our children playing together, community, intentional community, off the grid, exiting the matrix, growing our own food, eating our own organically grown food, trading with the with the intentional community down the road, you let that pull you. You don't you don't be pushed away from the tyranny and the ugliness because then you're just focused on that and thinking about it. You let the beauty and the goals and the place that you want to be in your life pull you towards that, right? And that's what fuels you to take the massive action. Because it can be exhausting, right? I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone. Do I have any 10X Grant Cardone folks? You know, there's a couple. You guys gotta check this guy out. He's kind of abrasive, but he's great. He's a 10X guy. Well, he taught me that if you want change in your life, then you're gonna have to change. Seems kinda obvious, right? But if you want change, then you gotta change. If you want things in your life, sometimes you gotta give something up. And in order to clear the way for the massive action and the time and energy and resources necessary to build a better life for yourself and your family, individually, and then we all do it, we build a collective society that's amazing, sometimes you gotta give something up. So maybe you start by giving up Saturday. You got a full-time job. You start that side hustle, you want to organize a homeschool cooperative, you give up your Saturday. And Saturday's not just spent relaxing and sitting in front of Netflix or twiddling your thumbs. Saturday's spent doing and building and creating a life of your dreams. Maybe you got the nine to five, wake up at 6 a.m. Beat the sun up. It's another Grant Cardone thing. Trying to work. I got to 7 a.m. 
Maybe someday, 5 a.m. I'll stay up till 5 a.m. <laughs> so sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta give something up and figure out what your priorities are, right? Same thing like Ramiro was talking about. It's not convenient sometimes to not rely on Google for this, that, or the other, or to be able to connect just with your text message or SMS, right? Sometimes you gotta give up some convenience in order to have a life of freedom. Massive action. Just anticipate it taking more work than you think it's gonna take and carve out a life where you can fulfill that work so you can achieve a life of your goals and your dreams because you can do it and I want that for you. All right, we got mindset, strategy, massive action, and the fourth component that brings it all together, which is demonstrated very nicely in this room right now, is community and supporting one another and building a team, a tribe, leaning on your family, leaning on your friends, leaning on one another. All the stuff that we've talked about up until this point can be maximized, simplified. You can be more effective, more efficient when you do it with other people. And that's what the Freedom Cell Network is all about. We created a tool, we created a place for people to come together, for like-minded people to come together and work on achieving their common goals. And by golly, we're doing it. It's really freaking cool. In Central Texas, we just had a river batch with over 130 people. And it, there was no agenda. Although I had an agenda to have a damn good time. Yeah. <laughs> and we had a blast. And you know, we got all sorts of stuff going on. We got a, everyone's like, the food supply chain's gonna collapse. It's like, well, let's all chip in and buy a damn cow. No offense, vegans. Oh. <laughs> we, you know, they're like, hey, what if the grid goes down and we can't communicate and they shut off the internet? It's like, well, we got someone that's teaching everyone to set up ham radio, right? What if they say that I can't work my job unless I take a vaccine or wear a mask all day. What if we start employing one another and starting businesses and have entrepreneurial incubators within one another and, and when we got a plumbing problem, we reach out to the community first before we go to the yellow pages. Or better yet, we create the black and yellow pages. We used to have that back in the black and yellow pages. So I just want to drive it home and share with you guys that there's no reason why we shouldn't be living a life that aligns with our values and our purpose. And I'm gonna share my big picture vision with you guys, and maybe you guys can help me to make it a reality. I, I don't, it's not that I want to, it's that I am, and I invite you along with me, I am going to help facilitate the creation of a confederation of intentional communities where all the beautiful, free, powerful human beings get together, we purchase and acquire land on the outskirts of town, we raise our children together, we build our own independent homeschool cooperative systems, we lean on our holistic medicine doctors that we have in the community, we support one another, we defend one another, we enrich one another, and we build a free society that we all deserve, and we do it within our lifetime, so we set the stage for our kids to reach all new heights of human evolution and higher consciousness. Thank you so much, everybody.